Hey y'all, it's a podcast called Fresh. It's me, it's me, it's M-A-P. He gets it more than the rest of you. He's better at this than you. Yo, what up? It's your boy Maps, a.k.a. All Black, a.k.a. Deku's Daddy. Here for another episode of the best blur podcast okay oh, this mic off excuse me here for another episode of the best blur podcast you ever heard it's a podcast called fresh now excuse me i got the hiccups y'all y'all gotta work with me if you can hear it want to start off with apologizing for the wait sorry about that as i said before i'm really i really want to work towards getting back to being every week i got five kids now Kind of had a lock on it when it was four. But with five and just the way Deco doing what he do, love my fat boy to death, I can't call it. And I be running myself ragged. And more importantly, doing a disservice to my best friend, legal property, and wife. My wife. <laughs> Again, excuse the hiccups. Because, you know, whenever I'm doing this or I'm mixing something, I'm doing whatever. She's watching the baby, and if she ain't watching the baby, he's sleeping, she's listening out. So for that, you know, I got to be fair to my wife and, oh, excuse me again, y'all. Also, I got to remember, I remember I got to also say that she's, wife is just phenomenal, you know, give it up for her. Because even, you know, I've been play, playing, excuse me, oh, hiccups, y'all. I'm playing Pokemon a lot, you know, it's Pokemon Shield, you know. I got an episode coming up about it, uh, supposed to Ben had it up, but keep trying to get this interview and people keep bullshitting. But anyway, for me to tell her, like, oh shit, I found somebody on Facebook, they went over to, you know, and just be able to drop shit and let me go and do this trade for this fictitious animal. Oh shit, oh, it's infected with a disease. It's called Pokerus and blah, blah, blah. That shit don't care, but she don't complain. Okay, and I come right back, you know. You know, kudos to wife for that, much respect. Anyway, like I was saying, you know, I could bust my ass, get no sleep, falling asleep at work. All this shit I'm doing. As much as I love this shit, I do not get paid. Well, I get, I don't get paid. Not really. You know, killing, you know, Conley. Anthony Wagner throws us something every now and then. But it ironically, a lot of it tends to cover recording fees. So it's kind of like a record deal type where I've said too much. But yeah. And secondly, I want to apologize because I, well, if you, once you, once you listen to the rest of this episode, the second portion I have, I got to help me and mama, we do a review of the movie Queen and Slim. This sounds, which I'm assuming to be quite better than what you're going to hear later on. So for that, I apologize. And here's the reason for that, because mainly I got to, I got to, I got to work on my interview set up with the mics and all that stuff i ain't got it the way i want it to be you know what i'm saying so usually i take a long time and i you know edit the shit and sequence the shit and i do you know i do one it'll take me sometimes when my life and family included it like a month to get that shit out but at the end of the day i'm trying to get shit out to y'all because the way shit go it's just like music motherfucker you don't keep dropping shit consistently motherfuckers will forget who you are you know what i'm saying so I did die. I just I was working with it, working, working, working with it. And I thought about it. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna let it ride. Cause the fucked up part about it is 
me knowing myself so well, I, I avoided it because I knew I'm all or nothing. You know what I'm saying? You could ask my wife first day I met her. I was like, I'm going to marry you. You're going to have all my kids. And that's what happened. But I'm, I'm serious. If I'm in it, I'm in it. So I know once I start doing this shit, and it's just a lot, it's a lot of times I've done things with other people, you know, episodes we've had, and I've cut out mad parts of shit just for the sake of the kind, you know, quality control. So, and it's weird because when I'm, you know, recording with my moms, what up, Bubby? Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm silencing my mom, like I'm taking her voice away or some shit. So I'm really weird with that. So anyway, I have to listen to it and do my thing and knowing that if I were to get any more serious or more, um, you know, not involved, but you know, serious, I would have never came out. You know what I'm saying? So that's what that is. I still feel that even when my shit, I feel sucks. It's still quality is better than a lot of other shit I hear a lot of times but I can't even listen to I'm, I'm weird y'all can ask Kel I'm an audiophile you know what I'm saying I can't I can't like I can watch porn nigga <laughs> if it's a noise or something in the background that's too that's a consistent noise I can't watch that shit you know what I'm saying it's like nigga the sirens they couldn't fucking you can't mix that out like give me that pussy and I'm like, dog, I can't, I can't, I can't, or when the audio is bad, or when you fucking and shit, all you hear is, sound like snakes telling secrets and shit. I can't watch it. Like, it fucks that shit up for me. Wow, good transition maps from audio quality and quality control to smut. Yeah, I know. But, yeah. So, it's like, I can't, I can't fuck with shit when it's not right. But still, I think the quality of the, of the content is there. So, we just gonna do a Tupac drunken 96 freestyle. And, and, and drop as is, you know what I'm saying. Um, also, want to y'all didn't know. Want to say I'm sorry. I meant to have like a lot of episodes in February, Black History Month, and all that. And I'm really, really, I'm still going to, just not this month. You know what I'm saying? Of course, because this month about to be over, right? <laughs> it is damn near. But yeah, it's just I had to submit again. Like I said, just just submit to the fact that Deku's running shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All blacks not doing shit. I'm not running shit. I'm doing what he lets me do. So I just submitted to it and I roll with it now. So that's what it is. Um, we are currently, if you guys didn't know, we are in episode, not episode, I'm sorry, season two. We in season two. This is something new. We trying some new stuff, just like all this little talk right here. It's like a monologue. Yeah, this. I'm trying to get more of this shit going because I was talking to my man, Anthony Wagner, and he was just saying how he's had an idea of a vision for something different for this, you know. Of course, you know, be me and me. My first thought is to go, fuck you. But <laughs> that's how cool my nigga Kels is. He's not going to be offended because the nigga know me. Or well, he kind of does, you know. But, yeah. And I thought about it, you know. And... I've been going through some shit, and I really just, I'm always stressed, and I don't really think it's stress. Life is stress, you know what I'm saying? So, it's, it's just, I can't think of a moment in my life when I haven't felt the way I feel, you know what I'm saying? And I guess I'm a touch on that a little bit later, but, um, yeah, it's just, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah, so, you know, just a new thing, and it's leaving right here, you know what I'm saying? I want, I want to get a little bit more personal. 
for y'all who've been rocking with me since the beginning. Now, yeah, I used to have a podcast called I Black Man, which as funny as it is, I still have every intent I want to go back to. I love the logo, everything. I really it was fun, you know. And the reason why I had to stop doing that, because I was doing both of these at the same time and not black man. It really was just something I wanted to just do and riff. It really wasn't something that like I wanted to be on marketing. This is like I know what the fuck I want when the fuck I want to. You know what I'm saying? So I might get on there and riff about how my kids don't listen to me. And I have, you know, I didn't like the fact that. Once it started, once I started thinking about plays and shit, then I wanted to stay topical. And then it's like the race to be topical. And I didn't like that. The shit wasn't fun to me. I just wanted to go in and do what the fuck I wanted to do. So I took a hiatus. And like I said, y'all can go check it out. I Black Man, you know, podcast is on most of the formats. It's pretty good. I like it. Um, Kel liked it. <laughs> Your mama liked it. No, I'm joking, y'all. But she do like that shit though. So yeah. Anyway, that's a little bit about me. Of course, my name is Miles. I'm a Des Prower, uh, aka Maps. And I started this podcast because it was easier. Something I could talk about as far as comics. I love comics, anime, video games, all that shit. It's easy as fuck for me to talk about. And you know, like Kellner was saying, we would have like random conversations about that shit. And he was like, "Dude, you should you could talk about that shit." And I can't. You know, as far as reviewing stuff. And I started doing it. It was pretty fun. And it still is fun. I'm not going to stop. I'm still here. So, yeah. With this new season two, I'm trying to bring a little bit more diversity. I just don't want to be getting on here just just, just yapping at you about comic books. I want to get a little personal. You know what I'm saying? Have a little bit of a soul. Because I am the main one who complains how shit does not have a fucking soul. Perfect example. Um, Damn. This is Selena Gomez. I want to say Selena Gomez. It's that one song, to love, to love, to love, to love. Yeah, anyway, so, like, I admit I like the song. I didn't know who it was. I don't really like the song. I like it's just it's a well-put-together song. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know why I feel like I've said this before. That's how out of touch I am. I can't remember. But, anyway, and, and this is what I mean about shit not having no fucking soul. If you listen to the song, the shit is moving the song. And the thing is, anybody can sing that fucking song. It's the choir and the piano that fucking drive that song. It brings light into that song. So I'm like, man, his wife is like, my wife, I call her wife. She's like, man, I, I kind of like that song too, Maps. I'm like, yeah, do yourself a favor. Like, what's that? Don't don't watch the video. Why? Just, just don't. Because people don't have creativity and that shit will probably be so whack that... You'll be, it'll make you hate the song. So, of course, my wife saw it. And it's just a, a little, uh, j- just old girl. I want to say Selena Gomez, I'm not sure, or whoever her name is. They, um, it's just a little cult of her sitting and all this and shit. No choir and that shit, nothing. And I was like, they could have told so many fucking stories with that shit. Just the premise of the song is that I had to lose you to love me. Oh, okay, that's dope. Anybody can relate to that. We can, we so many things we can do with that. You can have a mother raising her child, and the child doesn't appreciate the mother till he's moved out of the house. You know what I'm saying? Or to the mother's past, and then you can't, or whoever it is. You know what I'm saying? So many things they could have done. You know what I'm saying? You could have made it about bees. We had to lose bees to love. It's so many fucking ideas that would have just made it about the song, but I guess they just wanted to put her fucking face in the shit. 
And for me, it's like the gall to not have a fucking choir. You, you're not dope enough to carry this shit by your fucking self. Ain't nobody here to see you, Otis. But that's just me. I'm not a real big fan of her. You know what I'm saying? So I can't really speak for her, for her fan base. I just thought that shit was very, you know, it had no heart. Had nothing in it. And that brings me to this shit. You know what I'm saying? That's what I want to do with this. I want to bring more of my personality, more of my spirit, more of who Maps the fuck is into this shit. We're going to get on that a little bit more right after this break. Blurred up. What's good? My name's Quentin, and I'm the newest sponsor of a podcast called Fresh. I'm sure you're asking yourself, what did this brother do? I'm glad you're thinking that. I reduce the stress as well as provide good mental health to the community. That's right. Your boy Q sells medical cannabis. And before you go judging, we live in Detroit, so it's legal here. I got Kush, OG, OG Kush, Diesel, Diesel Kush, Undertaker, Undertaker Kush, even some of that HBK too. We got that Trump Kush. You know that shit smells good good. But smokes like Reggie's. We got that Pokemon Kush for you niggas playing Sword and Shield. I even got the rare shiny Pokemon Kush too. So hit me up on Facebook or get my number from Miles. Thanks for your time. I'm Quentin. Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? It's a podcast called Fresh. And we are back. Podcast called Fresh. It's your boy Maps. Hyphen Podcast Group. You know what it is. That's what's up. Let's keep it moving. So anyway, as I was saying, you know, with me, trying to keep it real, you know. Not even though I don't, I don't want to keep saying keep it real because that shit is cliche. That implies that you're not being real. I try to be fucking real all the time. And a lot of that shit, I get in trouble when I I catch heat for that shit. It's just, and I feel weird, you know, keep it real with y'all. I'm 36, 36 years old. You know what I'm saying? I'll be 37 in June. Shit don't move me no more, man. Like half the shit I fucking see does not move me. Nothing impresses me anymore. It's almost fucking depressing. I am completely underwhelmed. At best, whelmed. You know what I'm saying? I watch shit just like, oh, um, the other day, fucking Fury on uh, Wilder fight. This nigga got beat by Ball Bull. I'm not even knocking, because the nigga didn't get, you could look at the shit, and it's like me and my mom was watching that shit. You know what I'm saying? We getting right watching watching the fight. And we laughing, because it was like this, you could clearly see all this fucking bravado. I come in with this outfit, blah, 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 and all this shit. And then you complain about that shit on some loser talk shit. I'm mad because I know that nigga got to be hurt. You came out with fucking Maya Angelou pictures and fucking Harriet Tubman and shit with the uh, fucking, you might as well had fucking, uh, 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 what's my, uh, um, oh my God, I can't believe, uh, Bianca Belair. Sorry, shorty. But yeah, Bianca Belair coming out with her side note. I fucking love that lady. Ooh, the blackness. And it makes me feel weird because every time she's wrestling somebody, most of the time they white. I'm thinking like she's wrestling white supremacy. And me and my mom was watching the Fury fight, dude. The Fury Wilder fight. It was funny. She, you know, leaned over to me like, sweetie. That's what she called me. Is it just, I feel like everybody there is racist. <laughs> I told her I feel like that all the time. 
no problem feeling like that. I was like, yeah, so we laughed about that. But anyway, just going back to the shit I was saying, it just shit don't move me no more, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm weird. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm listening to the Talib Quality, the People's, what is it, the People's Podcast, People's Radio Podcast. It's real nice. Check it out, y'all. Like, that nigga needs my endorsement. But anyway, and just listening to this episode with him and Michael Rappaport. Side note, this time it was funny. They were arguing with him, and I was agreeing with Michael Rappaport. He was talking about how he got on this chick on Who Housewives, and she said something, and he said, that's why you got some ashy ankles, which she had ashy ankles. And they were saying how that could be construed as racist. And I'm like, I kind of get it, but then again, you know, whatever. But the thing that got me is just how, like, PC quality is now. And I don't even mean that as a diss. You know what I'm saying? But it fucks me up because that nigga's like, I don't even tell people to suck my dick anymore when I get mad. Because that implies there's something wrong with sucking dick. And I'm like, what? I don't even call people pussies because that implies pussies are weak. And I'm like, what the fuck? That ain't revolutionary. But it looks like it made me feel weird. You know, another example. I love Bill Burr. Check out the Monday Morning Podcast. If it wasn't for that, I would not be podcasting for real. I love Bill Burr. Him and Louis Black are like, literally, I kid you not, the voices in my head. Like when I heard Louis Black for the first time, like I didn't see him. I just heard him and I stopped because that literally was the voice in my head. I kid you not. And if he hears this shit, it's a fucking truth. Like I remember when I was in fucking, what was it, preschool? And I'm arguing with the class that, what was I saying? Fire trucks shoot fire. And it's like, I remember saying this, but I'm thinking it in my head like, okay, what comes out of a water hose? Water. What comes out of a water gun? Water. What comes out of a flamethrower? Flame. Then why the fuck is water in a fire truck? That's how I looked at it. Like, I argued the whole class down. And it's like, and it was funny because the teacher was getting mad because I was hitting them with logical retorts. But it shows why. Why is it red? Why is something that shoots water red? Because it's going to put out a fire. It's trying to be blue. And what do you connect this water truck up to? A fire hydrant. A what? A fire hydrant? I mean, it hydrates fire? No, it's water. But yeah, anyway, back to Bill Burr. It's funny. I like Bill Burr. I like his anger. You know, a lot of things that he says is funny. And it's like, uh, you know, my mama would say, like, that sounds like you. Like, yeah, I went with saying, like, you went to this fair or whatever. And this lady was really proud of her cupcakes. And he was saying, like, if I just walked up to her and maintained eye contact and just started punching these cupcakes, how many could I get through before she said, hey, stop it? <laughs> Stuff like that makes me laugh like I was talking about my daughter. What up, Rainy? She won't hear this. She doesn't listen to this because I say things like, fuck. But she drew this picture. I think it was of Kobe or whatever. And it was really nice. She looks good for a five-year-old to draw it and color it and stuff. And the funny thing about it was I just bust out laughing. You know, my wife is like, why are you laughing? And I'm like, I'm laughing because this is cute and it's wonderful. And it's all that when a five-year-old does it, right? It was like, yeah. But if I told you a 45-year-old did that, you'd be shocked. She was like, why do you think this stuff? I just do. I can't help it. <laughs> anyway, back to Bill Burr. I've noticed since, you know, and kudos to him. He's married. He has a daughter. Side note, got a black wife, black daughter. That's what's up. 
I've noticed that since he's had his daughter, he hasn't been as angry anymore, you know, and I don't fault him. It's a natural progression. It's like I sense it and I kind of like it less. I noticed that and it's like, like if you see uh, my man Lil Rail, what up, man? Um, He had this thing when he was talking about his son and he was saying little boys, when they learn, when they hear enough stupid shit to repeat, they go, hmm, and fade off. And that's how I feel, but I still listen to Bill Burr and I get it. You know, and even with like, um, I heard the new Eminem and I just cannot stand it, you know, and it's fucked up. And I was debating and arguing, but a lot of people can admit that's just not a good album. And I said before, Eminem just needs to retire because at this point he can't top himself. You can tell he's, he wants to rap. He has the rap in him. He just doesn't really have anything to say, you know? And then again, with me, I had to think about it. I, and it made me think, cause like I said, I'm playing Pokemon Shield and shit now. This is my first Pokemon game I've played since fucking Silver. That's 20 years ago, B. To me, I'm thinking in my mind, it's 10, that's 20 years ago. It's so funny if I don't think about it, if I think 10 years ago, I'm like, that's 1990, you know? And then, so I listened to that new M and it's just like, man, I'm comparing it. I had to think about it. I'm comparing this nigga to the Eminem show. I'm comparing this nigga to the Marshall Mathers LP. He's probably a completely different person now, you know? And it's like, damn, and I feel weird because I can only compare you to the last good thing you do that I like. Perfect example. Another example. This is New Royce 5-9 Allegory. Nice album. Solid quality shit. I do not like it. You know, just like when I listen to M. I listen, I, when I listen to M, I think of Kim. I kill you. All this shit, you know. And like, I remember when M started saying he regretted the shit he said to his mama. Made me like that nigga less because it made me think you didn't have any fucking foresight to know tomorrow you hate your mom, fuck you, Debbie, all this and that, that maybe I might live long enough to regret this. Made me think, you know, you did you really mean that when you said you didn't give a fuck? Because it sounds like you give a fuck. You know, like I said, bringing it back to Royce. I know it sounds stupid. I'm just going to be honest as a fan. I liked I liked Slaughterhouse Royce better. I had like when that nigga was mad, he got better after he stopped drinking. I give you that. I like when that nigga was like, can you say rocket launcher? That Royce is the Royce I like. Slaughterhouse Royce. Hood hop Royce. That's the one. Or was it street hop? I think it was street hop. That's the Royce I like, you know. And I was talking to somebody, you know, this nigga handsome brain was saying, you know, about people growth. And it's like as an artist, I mean, as a fan. I don't care. Give me what the fuck I want. You know what I'm saying? That could be a response. I don't know. And it just gets me. It's like even with Eminem, y'all need to check out that new Atmosphere album. Dope album. I love Atmosphere. Mad Slug is not brought up when we have a conversation about the dope white rapper. Slug is nice. Nice. What does that nigga say? Individually wrapped in neat little roles, becoming a piece of everything that grows. So numbers are named to indicate you played the game, came in the empty handed, but left the same. Nigga's talking about a graveyard. Dog. Love Life is that song. Check that out, y'all. But like the atmosphere album, I love it. You know what I'm saying? It's not the best produced shit in the world, but it's great. It's like they had a sound, they had an idea, a concise idea, and they did that shit from start to finish. I, I love it. You know what I'm saying? I love it. You know what? I'm going to take a break right here, and we're going to be right back, all right? Podcast called Fresh. It's your boy Maps. Blurred up.
My name is Miles Amadez Prower. I have what I believe is a pretty cool podcast that you probably never heard of. I Black Man Podcast is a view of a white world seen with the aid of a black light and a little humor to help you cope. So check out the I Black Man Podcast on iTunes and anywhere you listen to podcasts. This is the I Black Man Podcast, offensively black. Do, 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 do. A podcast called Fresh Hey. Alright, we back It's your boy Max F Let's get it Anyway, like I was saying I'm not gonna be sitting there talking about racing them all day Buy the allegory, check it out I just don't like it And it's like stuff I hear now, I just don't be feeling shit You know what I'm saying And I don't know, maybe I'm wrong for comparing shit to what, when I was younger Like, perfect example, I'm telling Doc um, we talking about the never ending story, you know, when what's the our facts or whenever that uh, uh, of the, the horse died, nigga, that you have to be on that level to fucking move me. You have to be. I am Sam to move me. You know what I'm saying? Like I tell you, when I saw fucking Endgame, I laughed. That shit didn't move me. Would have moved me if niggas would have dropped dead. People would have been screaming, trying to come to grips while these fucking bodies are all over the place. But anyway. Let's keep it moving. But I don't know, y'all. Maybe it's just me. I don't know if any of y'all feel the same way I do about that stuff. And then bring it back to like, I don't know. I've been listening to Bob Dylan, you know, Segway. And, you know, like, this, uh, the times they are a changing. You better get with the times or sink like a stone. I don't know. Now, older I get, like when I was younger, I was singing it to my dad and all adults. Now, as I get older and I listen to it, I feel like Bob Dylan is singing to me. Like he's literally on the side of me looking at me just playing that shit. <laughs> For real. And it's like, oh, this shit, I don't get it. Like, um, all right, I hear about that Australian. I guess he was a dwarf. Little boy got picked on. Oh, I want to die. And some people were like, oh, this shit they did. And I get it. You know what I'm saying? The first thing I said to my wife, I said, you know, it's funny. It was like, what? I'd have told him, I bet you money there's a black dwarf. Oh, or even aboriginal dwarf boy in Australia right now who has dreams and he's you in them. Your worst day would be his salvation. I bet you there's a black kid within who without dwarfism, who's normal, who's going through it. When I was all mama told me, like, dude, do you know it's rich people who kill themselves? Really? It's people who have everything, who lose their fucking minds because of the little shit you take for granted. Really? You have all the money in the world, but your parents hate you. Wow, that's funny and kind of fair. Yeah. Growing up, I don't know if y'all knew, maybe the word didn't get out past Detroit, I was the blackest child born. And until I got older and met someone from Africa, I thought I was literally black. I used to get chased home. My name used to be Uh Miles. Hey, Shannon, Uh Miles. I used to hate that shit. I used to want to fucking die. You know what I'm saying? Because dark skinned niggas wasn't in. And all the pretty light hair, pretty light skinned, wavy haired girls and the Shannon farmers and all them wouldn't give a motherfucker no play. So I had to learn how to get dissed and laugh that shit off. 
Mama told me I'm going to keep it real with you, son. Oh, yeah, and I had braces. I had them bitches for eight years. Got them when I was like seven. So imagine me and a D in the 90s with braces and no one had them bitches. Oh, 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 yeah, I forgot to tell you. And since I was in the hood, everybody called them bracelets, which drove me in fucking sane. Anyway, mama told me one of two ways we could do this. I said, what's up? You can get rich and get plastic surgery. And look how they want you to look. But guess what? I bet you it's still somebody who's going to make fun of your black ass. Well, what's option two, Bubby? You can go out and act like you the shit and say you the shit and carry yourself like the shit. And pretty soon everybody will treat you like the shit. Hmm. You sure? Try it. And I did. And it worked. And I get life is hard for everybody. It sucks. And you do your best you can to help people. And I realize I'm Piccolo over here fucking with Gohan. You know, when that nigga said, Piccolo, help me, and kicked that nigga in the face, there'll be no help. But for real, life is hard, you know. And like I tell my wife, I can't, I get, you know, some of this shit, okay, it's hard for the boy you said. <sighs> nigga, life is hard. Even if you fucking come out with the football team, they put you on a football or a soccer team, whatever. Fucking, uh, uh, who is it? Jessica Cakes and fucking Maserati Triple H can put their titties in your face and below you. Someone still will talk about you and hate your guts. It ain't about trying to, oh, it's about getting over that shit, dog. Fucked up part like my old man tell me, don't give a damn what nobody thinks. The day may come, and it did. You gonna not have to care about what the hell I think. You know, I don't like to bring a little angry snapping energy to this next subject but yeah it's like i look at this whole uh zion way situation you know what i'm saying and to me it's just crazy you know and a lot of other people and i'm pretty sure as far as the hype podcast group and i'm not throwing nobody under the bus i don't give a fuck i'm probably the only person who thinks what i feel that's cool not mad about that you know what i'm saying don't mad about any people who disagree like my man, bang, say he don't give a fuck. It's not his business. Hey, it's cool. I don't knock that. But I feel like, I, you know, I was telling my wife, I noticed that niggas ain't up in arms about this nigga. Can't, you can't graduate from high school. Oh, excuse me. I lost my tummy. Graduating from high school with locks. But they cheer a little boy when he want to say he a girl. Now, my thing is this. I don't give a fuck what he do. The boy can be a fiddler crab. Ten points to anybody who can tell me where the fuck that reference from. But anyway, I don't care what he say he is. I don't give a damn. Here's my thing and the same thing I say all the time. Once you put that information out there, you will be judged. And it's people's right to judge it. Or to give their fucking two cents. Like I had a friend. I've known this nigga since I was a kid. He's my cousin's friend. Nigga's older than me. Had some shit about politics. I said my two cents. It don't matter who the fuck it is. You're just picking your fucking slave master. If you think there's a fucking difference between Trump, Bush, and Obama, you're fucking stupid. But that's another story for another time. But the fact I say that to say this point, dude got mad. Don't be coming on my page saying that shit. Nigga, you had made a status and you made it so anyone who was on your friends list could fucking comment. If I went on there and said, hell, Satan... Nigga, then make it so people can't comment on your shit. Or if you don't like what the fuck I say, delete me. You know what I'm saying? But I say that to say this shit about Wade. That to me, 
I don't knock anybody. I got a fucking, my fucking nephew. All right, one of my nephews. Nigga gay, this nigga gay when he was fucking four. Wasn't nothing wrong with it. I was just like, oh, wow, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? No, no hair off my back. So I know people can be born like whatever. It's cool. My thing is this, though. It's just, I don't know. And like I said, for me, it's weird. I look at a 12-year-old. I don't care how fucking smart you are. God forbid if any of that happens with any of my kids. And even if it does, be like, nigga, listen. You can feel how the fuck you feel inside. I'm not going to tell you how you feel. But this is what's about to happen, B. We're going to act accordingly. You ain't going to have these nails. We're going to keep it moving. Now, if you want to go in your room and do whatever, do whatever the fuck. You can have a dress on, spin around, sing. I am every woman. I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not about to defer to my 12-year-old. I am the older person. I got all the experience. And I'm not saying this shit to say, oh, I think Dwayne Wade is wrong. And it's whatever. I don't give a fuck. But to me, and the whole point of this is why I feel like I'm weird that everything everybody says is not really based on logical shit to me. You know what I'm saying? Just this whole time and everything, it's just weird to me. And I know I'm sounding like a dinosaur, like, oh, but I don't know. And it's like for me, like I was telling my wife, it's just all the shit that I was raised on, all the men that I knew, you know, my, my, our kind, niggas is not going to change, dude. Regardless of whatever it is. And I try to be um <clears throat> open-minded and understand, you know, things is different now. I get it. You know, but I just think that that, that just rubs me the wrong way. You know, not just my two cents on it. I'm not going to sit here and keep yelling and ranting or whatever. That boy can do whatever he want. You know, he rich at the end of the day. But also another thing I, th- I find is funny. No one's seeing what the mother is saying. Or I've heard anybody ask how she feels about that. That Also, another thing I thought was funny. I had a friend delete me off of the book of face. No, sorry, delete. Block me. I'm sorry. Because I was liking and making gif or jif or whatever comments to people who were saying things based on that in this post. And I thought it was so funny that somebody who, I'm not going to throw him under the bus, but it's just funny that somebody I knew who was in a real bad situation, you know what I'm saying, calling me maps. You know, let me help, help me out. I need a place to stay. I got you niggas, whatever. I disagree on one thing like this, motherfuckers. Don't want to fuck with you no more. You know, it's funny. I don't care. I just thought that was funny, you know, but anyway, keeping it right along. Oh yeah. I forgot. I brought back Zelist, which I've been reading off of, not reading off, but getting, you know, my topics and stuff. I want to talk about, um, before we get to this review and I apologize again, I apologize, man. That's why, Hey, guys are used to certain shit and I want to give it to you. There won't really be any comic review for this one or any anime or nothing again. After this, I'm playing this review me and my mom's did of Queen Slim. No interruptions, no breaks. It's like straight 20 minutes through. But anyways, I was saying about the whole. As I last episode I was talking about Kobe and, you know, this whole Gail King thing. And that just want to touch on that. I think it's funny that, you know, if you watch that, if you see it, she maliciously did what she did. Man wasn't even in the ground yet. There was no reason to talk about it. I could see it. They were like, and the irony is, the helicopter crashed 
not but not only a couple blocks away from where the girl who said Kobe raped her just recently moved in. With that um, with that fact alone, Lisa Leslie, what do you think about Kobe's rape trial? Do you think he did it? That still would have been a poor case, but taste, but at least he had a segue. But to bring that shit up, alright, I get that to you. You brought it up. Then she's going to be like, well, you know, Lisa Leslie's like, I don't know him like that. Or well, to be fair, if he was going to be that, you wouldn't see that side of him. What? Bitch. Didn't then she say some shit like, we don't call them accusers. You know, we don't victim blame or shame. Man, get the fuck out of here with this shit. This is the shit to get me. And I hope y'all still rocking with me and I ain't um, pushed y'all away too much. You know what I'm saying? But this would get me about it. Snoop said what he said, and kudos to Snoop. Because I'm always complaining about motherfuckers not standing up and saying shit, and Snoop did, and kudos to that man. Now, regardless what y'all want to say or how he said it, he sounded like a nigga who was mad, and I'm assuming he knew Kobe. Probably even had the nigga's number. Like, he knew that nigga, you know what I'm saying? So I can only imagine how I would feel. God forbid if something happened to my nigga Kells, you know, or something like that. Or if somebody else killed handsome fame other than me, I'd be pissed. Oh, man, the expertise would fly, baby. But that's a nigga in passion. And it's funny to me because they always saying, yeah, black men don't show emotion. That nigga did. He showed emotion and y'all got mad. And it's like, dude, and everybody say, Gail apologized. No, she didn't. Apologizing, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done it. It was wrong. It's not saying, oh, well, I did what my job told me to do. Nigga, you can't serve two gods. Either you for your people or you for your job. Nigga, look up Muhammad Ali. He'll show you how it's done. But, nah. Then, they got this nigga on the fucking red, was it red table discussions with Jada Pinkett Smith. And they're like, I thought when you called, felt like when you called Gail the bitch, you called me a bitch and you took away my powers. Who the fuck are you? That nigga wasn't talking to you. I don't I don't get it. He said that to her. How did that affect you? It don't make no sense. And Snoop looking all soft with the fucking Mr. Uh, Mr. Rogers outfit on. And it's like, dude, and then you got people saying, oh, they showed pictures of Snoop one time. He forgot when he had them two black chicks on leash, leashes. Then the next one with a picture of Martha Stewart with his, you know, his true color a long time. The nigga's persona was a pimp for the longest. The nigga had an accessory that was Bishop Don Juan. The nigga didn't even rap. He just hung out in the videos and looked fly. The nigga, he plays pimps in so much stuff. That was his persona, even with the girls who he had. I bet you money those was models. I doubt my, And then the nigga's been married for how long? Let's keep it real. Do you really think that nigga was pimping with? Hell no. Come on, let's keep it real. Then they're going to say, oh, here's the picture with that nigga hugging up with Martha Stewart. I think it's funny because only one of those people is a felon. And it ain't Snoop. When I see Snoop hugging up on Martha Stewart, I see him getting that white money. That nigga went from being the guy who he, he was his bodyguard or him and his bodyguard killed the man. Death row records, this, that, murder, murder, kill, kill, kill. Now white America love that nigga. I never thought I would live long enough to see Ice Cube smile consistently. So I know it had nothing to do with it, but it's still a valid point. 
But yeah, he said what he said. I don't really think he should have apologized for nothing. Unless, you know, with the whole, we, somebody, you know, they felt like she was being threatened. I get you that. And I'm not trying to offend nobody. And whatever I say does not represent everybody else. This is just maps. You know what I'm saying? I just feel that well, a lot of this shit, I don't get it. It's like women want you to stand up. They want you to do stuff. But then when you do, they get scared. Which I don't understand. You know what I'm saying? Snoop said what he said. He shouldn't have to apologize. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like even that. They got Harvey Weinstein. You know, he found him guilty or whatever. You know, when I say, well, I can't wait for Gail and Oprah's fucking piece on that. It's going to be so thought-provoking. Could I be more condescending with that voice? Actually, I can't. But anyway, somebody else posted, she's a journalist. She can't control what she writes. I fuck that. That bitch can blog. She can do an Instagram story. She can do any of that. Just like with my wife, when she mad, I don't care if I'm right. Which side note, if people you haven't been married before, you can get in trouble for being mad at your wife for what she did wrong. Yeah. It worked out some weird way because eventually you're going to want some ass. And yeah. So anyway, yeah. But yeah, this whole Snoop thing, I just think it's stupid. You know, and that's my two cents on that. I I, I don't think he should have had to do nothing. And I just think it's real soft. People won't, won't, won't. You know, and they're looking at me like I and looking in my life, like I was telling wife, all the men I grew up with was like James Evans. Niggas said what the fuck they meant and was about their shit and don't make me repeat myself. You know what I'm saying? But the nigga was mean, but you if you did what the fuck this nigga said and did this shit the right way, it'd be easy peasy for you, dude. You know, you look at your dad, he was always mad. He wasn't a mean person, nigga. I'm working every fucking day. You know what I'm saying? So you get it. It's it's irritating. And the only way I don't think about this shit, how much of my life is going towards this frivolous shit is by being drunk. But for the most part, there's people you can count on, you can depend on. You know what I'm saying? And um it just makes me think about when um wanna say it was one of my kids' parties, I can't remember, and we had it at the clubhouse in my mother-in-law in the apartment she stayed at, and this is before my Uncle Rich passed. So anyway, it was me, Rich, uh, I think my wife's cousin, Dwayne, and a couple other guys, and sister-in-law's boy, baby daddy. Anyway, it was just funny how you could see how the mentality, or this, I don't want to say the quality of man, but the difference in niggas when one random guy walked in. Niggas looked at each other. Out of all of them, it wasn't all of us, but about three of them. You, you know that nigga? No, hey, hey Rich, you know him? Mm-mm. Hey, hey, Maps, what up, though? You know that nigga? Nah, I think he here with um sister-in-law. Nah, she ain't here yet. Oh. Mother-in-law? I don't know. Ask him. Hey, you know uh, so-and-so? No, I don't, I don't know. About... Well, you got to stand outside, man. What? And just how the men, you know what I'm saying, knew we have to protect everybody. Nobody asked shit. Nobody said nothing. You just knew. We standing there. We just shooting the breeze. And I even really talking. So this new nigga came in. Who the fuck is that? You know what I mean? All right. It's kids. Kids running around. Kids running around happy because men are there. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that on sexy shit, but just got to be real. We immediately told the nigga to go outside. 
made a nigga stand it. We found out truth is he did know mother-in-law. Fuck that. Came in. Sorry, nigga. My bad. Nice to meet you, too. My name is so-and-so. All right, cool. You know. But that's just me. And I don't understand how these things is going. And it's so crazy. And I look at the world and it makes me worry for my kids. Because, oh, that's another thing I want to touch on that made me feel weird. Talib Kweli was saying, you know, people say, oh, yeah, that makes me feel bad. I have a daughter, you know. And he was saying that. If that's how you feel, if you only care about other people and, you know, and of course, because you have kids and shit and something is wrong with you. And it made me think that because I really don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't. And it's like I look at shit because of my kids now. I'm sad. You know, like I had a friend. Side note, kudos to them. New, pro, new, new person coming to the podcast. I had to, you know, working on something, you know, bringing the crew in. You know what I'm talking about? But anyway, so my man's supposed to come in doing all this shit. And I'm like, all right, bet. We working, talking, talking behind the scenes, talking, talking, talking. And when it came time to do something, I'm like, all right, nigga, good. You know, I didn't hear nothing. Nigga hit me up like, can't talk long. I just want to tell you, uh, you know, somebody passed to my family. And I can't do it. And I'm like, oh, shit. But I appreciate the fact that you told me. Like, you're like, when did it happen? Just, just last night. Oh, shit, damn. You know what I'm saying? And I appreciate that shit. And then, then, you know, this is the shit that got me. So I'm like, man, yo, it's dumb, man. It's fucking scrap the ideas, whatever, dude. Keep the comics, it don't matter, man. You know, nigga tell me, ah, just give me a couple days or something, I'm on it. The only reason why the shit didn't get done is because the shit on my end, you know. But that's the shit I appreciate, that shit. That's what's going on with me. Very, very much appreciative. Shout out to them, you know, but that was just that. So I guess I'm going to take a break here. And when you come back, it will be the beginning of the Queen and Slim review for a podcast called Fresh. So. Blurred up. My name is Miles Amadeus Prowl. I have what I believe is a pretty cool podcast that you probably never heard of. I Black Man Podcast is a view of a white world, seen with the aid of a black light and a little humor to help you cope. So check out the I Black Man Podcast on iTunes and anywhere you listen to podcasts. This is the I Black Man Podcast, offensively black. It's a podcast called Fresh, and you better not let that door slam. Oh, we on. All right. Well, we're probably going to start the podcast off with this. Probably put this in later. We have two-time guest, twice-time not paid by Kellen, my mama. Mama. Hey, mama. Hey, baby. What's going on? You all right? Yeah. Welcome back. In. Welcome back. Mm-hmm. So this time, we um, going to give you all backstory for my mama wanted to see this movie, Quentin Slim. Don't know if you guys ever heard of it. Had my man from, um, you know what? I have the internet. and I'm going to look that up right now. Well, I see white people. No, okay. Quentin Slim was written by Lena Whitey, I believe it is. Um, and got my man from um, Get Out in the Black Panther movie, 
And anyway, I'm not wanting to see the movie. I've been asking, like, if you if you know, if you know, if you if we can watch it, let me know. And this and that. I'm like, all right, I see what's up. I see what's up. So I had managed to um, get a copy. And um, my mama come over. Couldn't do much for Valentine's Day. So I figured I'd have her come over. We chill out. Watch a movie. Have some fun. And she's really been wanting to see this because my mom is very pro-black. And so she's like, niggas, a movie about these niggas who killed a cop and they don't run for the police. It's like, oh, shit, that sounds live as hell. We gotta check this out. <laughs> so I finally got it. She came over and I had fun making fun of it because it was. Oh, a... it was just a pitiful. It was just, it just, I was so disappointed. I don't even understand what I saw. I just know the black guy shot somebody. Yeah, it was it it was okay, mm. but it was just very. And I don't want to diss old girl Lena who made it. It was just very poorly written, or if I wouldn't say poorly, very predictably written. Like the movie starts off, and also let me say, in Ohio, that's what happens when you're in Ohio. Things <laughs> like that happen. Nothing bad happened. Didn't have to shoot a cop in any other state. In the movie they was in, but as soon as they got to Ohio, nigga had to pop a cop. Anyway, the cop was racist. He got mad, wanted to search the car. A girl came out who was a lawyer. Oh, let me rewind. They were on the first date. That's how the movie started. Yeah. I like that. That's the thing I do like about the movie. As soon as it starts, there's no credits, nothing. They're just on the first date and they're talking. It's real cool. But then, you know, they have an altercation with the cop. The cops are beating up my man. The girl says, hey, leave him alone. He shoots her in the thigh. Dude grabs the gun, shoots the cop, and they run away. So it's it's a pretty good premise. Um, with any ideas, Mama, I don't want to take over the conversation. Oh no, I was just waiting on you to wrap up what the movie was basically. Oh yeah, and that, that's it. That's basically that, and that's yeah. them running from the police in a very crappily fashion. Yeah, it was just I was just greatly disappointed because the the things that they assumed that we didn't know. I mean, the quickness of the mind, it just it wasn't there. You know, it's nah. like no decisions. The decisions that were being made were just ridiculous. Um, it was just, I was just highly disappointed in the way that they projected them thinking and their reactions to things. I mean, it just made no sense. None, none. And, and oh, I forgot the girl's supposed to be a lawyer. Yeah. And she has some of the, it's just, oh man, it's just so much stuff. It's like, okay, the one thing I will give the movie, it had some really good driving through urban yeah, America did. shots. Very good scene. Yeah, movie. and, and I mean, the soundtrack shots. was nice too. Yeah, it was nice. But other than that, it's just, it was just, you didn't feel, I guess it's like, if you've ever seen a good heist movie or like an Oceans movie or the movie Heist, or even like the sting, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You feel a sense of anticipation, or even if you've seen Inception, you know how they're gonna get. You don't really feel that way. You just feel like you yeah, know. It's, it's like, like when you when you when you watch movies and you can feel. It's like I feel them. I understand what they feel and the anger or whatever. Yeah. I felt none of that. I just felt like it was just like we were being ridiculed instead of being, you know, uh, something. This man is smart. He's gonna make good decisions. He made dumb decisions. He didn't know anything. She's supposed to be a lawyer. She didn't know anything. The decisions that they made on which to move, you know, first thing is to run. They don't have no money. Uh, it just, it just. It, it just, I think it all went downhill after the mm -hmm. scene when, um, after they got, because they, they ran into one cop and then it was another cop they ended up getting a ride from because they ran out of gas. And, um, and that I, was a that was a decent man, but we just assumed that you know because he was white or Mexican. Or hey, baby, you can't make an omelet without breaking some eggs. He was a <laughs> sheriff. You gotta go. They didn't kill him. They 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 put him in the trunk of the car and they left. 
on that car, the car that was had ran out of gas. Yeah, the car ran out of gas. So here's the, the, the big dumb decision started right after that. They go to the gas station. They don't have any gas. So my man, I guess, who would be slim. Oh, Lord, yes. He he goes into the gas station and he's like, yeah, I want to get 40 on pump, blah, blah, blah. Dude's like, all right, 40 beans. So dude, like, pulls up his shirt, but not like he's showing, like, the gun. He's doing it like he's trying Look, to like seduce him. Like he's going to ask the man, is the gun He's doing it there? like he's trying to seduce him with his underwear. Like, <laughs> is that is that a bugle boy you're wearing? <laughs> And then yeah. he's like, oh, so is that a gun? Yeah. Hey, can I see your gun? He's like, no. So the dude's trying to rob him at this point. And keep in mind, this is, uh, they've been past Kentucky at this point. Yeah. So they're in the South. And she tells him, well, if you let me hold your gun, I, I get gas for you. So the dude's like, okay. So He's so stupid. He just gave him the gun loaded and everything. Gave him the gun. I'm sorry. I'm no, so- no, you good. No, go ahead. Not even to mention the fact that. The white guy just took the gun, turned it around to my man, and just kept looking at him. Meantime, my man having all these revelations in his head. What if he's going to shoot me? Oh, my goodness. Wrong decision. Wrong thing to do. I mean, if you're going to sell the gun to the man, take the bullets out, tell him to give me some more money because y'all got some more traveling to do. You don't tell him that. But it it was just... It just it's just they got you on camera showing a gun like you're trying to rob him. Yeah. It's just, it's just the... The movie was good. I, I will say this. First off, I think this movie should have been, and I'm always saying this, but for real, to tell a story, it has to have progression and it has to be able to move from one spot to another spot yeah. to another yeah. spot. You can't just make things go. And the only way for like me and watching it with my mom made me see, of course, who I get this cynicism from. <laughs> because it's like, you have my mind is like this. Yeah. So in order for me to not, because I'm thinking, okay, how much time done went by? Man, I know they got a stank. They ain't washed up. What did I say? Nobody had to piss or take a dump yet. So it's like, in order for me not to think of this stuff, you got to have a plot moving. But then it was just so like, she got shot in the leg. She had white pants on, okay? She had white pants on, got shot in the leg by the cop. And they're still chilling out there like, what happened? Oh, I I cut myself in these white pants. Yeah. And I didn't change said white pants. Oh. Lord. So e- even later on, after they uh they whatever they get to I guess her uncle's house, who's played by um some old pimp. From I can't remember. I'm gonna look my man. One or two pops up. Yeah. Videos change. He was in a. I think it was a. Dang, what's my change man's name? Hold on, let me think. I'm gonna look it up right now. About a movie. Yeah, Queen. I just know Slim pop. cast. Of course, like my mama was like, yeah, that's the guy from that Tupac video. Out of all the movies, <laughs> is yeah, my man Bookum Woodbine. Bookum. His name's Bookum Woodbine. My man. <sighs> Sounded like Dave. You ever seen like Dave Chappelle when he did the character from the Playhead's Ball? Like, <laughs> I hope everything bad happens to you and only you. That's that's how that's how he sounded. Like. <laughs> he did. He sounded like old Stephen Fletcher. I'm like, oh my goodness. And then after the store, when my man, the white guy, gave the guy back his gun. Yeah. What was that man's name? Did she ever say his name? Tomorrow, the black dude, Slim. Did she ever say his name? I don't remember, no. I think I just guessed that's Slim. <laughs> well, she must have been the queen. Okay, yes, I queen, guess so. Yeah. Uh, but, that, you know, it's like watching a Charlie Brown movie because uh, no parents. Um, her parent, her mother got shot. And, of course, when they did decide they were supposed to be driving uh, straight through to Florida somewhere to get to Cuba and um, to meet a helicopter or plane to take them to Cuba. But she stopped, you know, while they driving, she stopped and get all nostalgic and everything and says she has to stop. And then he looks at her and I said to my son, um, oh, she must have to go see her dead mother. Yeah. Sure enough, she shows up at a graveyard. She has to see her dead mother. 
and um, how did I even know that her mother was buried there? I don't know. It was all cliche. Even going back to when she got to her uncle, who's a pimp. Yeah, a pimp. A you tyrant. owe me. Why? And I'm guessing he got her out of. She got him out. Yeah, I got him off the hook and so and so. We telling the story only because all the crap we didn't seen in our lifetime. And now this is supposed to be a movie that I thought on TV they only showed the parts where the police was screaming in his face and made it seem like it was a very dramatic movie. It was just stupid. From the time we start, they started acting, it just started getting to be stupid when the police came into play. It just was predictable. Like, even again, and I keep going back to the pimp uncle. They go to the pimp uncle's house. Okay, she cuts her hair. Then even like the whole thing with her and the lady cutting her hair and dressing her wound, it was low key kind of sexual. I don't know if that was just me. Yeah. But it's just like yeah. Then they have like while she's doing that and the girl's doing her hair, my man's in the other scene just raging like ah, ah, bunch of dresses with nightstands and shit. And it's like okay, I get it. Then they you know, but it's just then they get their clothes out of all the clothes she got. And I guess yes. did you have her go to the pimp? house yeah. to get her in this <laughs> low outfit is this outfit i mean she's a long she picks out a yeah. hooker dress she's a pretty lady nothing wrong with her you know yeah. uh, like my man uh who is that steven tyler would say the legs run all the way up to the ass <laughs> but it's like you thinking logically man you're running from the police you got some rick jane to the knee boots yeah she had on some snakeskin black and white snakeskin boots and not only that, when the, the uncle gave them an envelope full of money, they could have got a room. But no, they decided to have sex in the car. They get completely butt naked. Not even that. When they dropped them off. Okay, the scene is like, they got two cars. The car they were driving before and the uncle with this. He got, I forgot he got this old school big body. So then he driving the car. They drop off the old car, set it in fire, on fire in a vacant lot. Yes. I guess because no one knows a damn chop shop. Then he gives them their his car and they drive off and leave that nigga there, which I find is funny. Like you couldn't have just had her take you back in their car, they yeah. destroy their car, yeah. but that's fine. So anyway, from there he tells him who I was surprised flee from the Red Hot Chili Peppers is in the movie as some kind of friend to my man. He was only in there for a hot second. He was in there. No, 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 further back. Let me go rewind. The car breaks down. The car breaks down. And they said uh, it was the radiator and the water pump needed to be fixed. Yeah. Which cost exactly a thousand and something dollars. The lady said, I need you to hurry up. I need this done tonight. Now, not to mention, you guys, these niggas have been sightseeing like they're not even from the damn country. <laughs> so, yeah. so they, they've been sightseeing. They're like, scenic route the whole way, baby. And he's like, so he's like, well, we'll pay you more money. We wouldn't need to get it fixed tonight. 2500 Well, okay, we'll pay you all the money we got because no one's thinking about once the car gets fixed, where are we going to drive because they don't yes. fill your car up with gas oh. when they mm -hmm. fix it. But no one's thinking that. That's fine. I'd rather have a car that works with no gas. Anyway. Oh. So then he's like, well, the lady make, making sense, uh, queen. I'm sitting here. I'm going to watch you fix this car. Another thing I like, I like she was a slow, but she they both did dumb stuff for the most part. Yeah, they did. She was like the strength of the of the, the union two, yeah. of the two. Like he wasn't thinking a lot. He was like, let's go. She's like, no, I'm staying here. Make sure to do watch this car. I can take 10 hours and I will be here 10 hours. <laughs> and I was yeah, like, I like I'm that. with that. Yeah, I'm like that. <laughs> so it's like, 
he said, okay, well, uh, told his son, hey, take them. So these fools is walking down by, down by like the side of a river or a creek or something. <laughs> yeah, they just cruising and, on their feet. And they got all these scenes where like, uh, they, 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 pep they pepper the movie with these. They showing them in these thoughtful scenes with them looking and stuff. And yeah. it's like, I yeah. don't ever want to die. All men want to live forever. <laughs> and so and so this and that. You know, if they had have been 17, 18 years old or something, the movie would have been right down the alley. Yeah. But these were supposed to be some grown, established people. She was an attorney. I don't know what the hell he did. Which never came into play at any... At all. At all. No, no. <laughs> Except for when she told the police officer, I'm an attorney. And he that said, got her ass in the car. And that got her ass <laughs> Got her shot. <laughs> yeah. And then when they, the, the man that was fixing their car, he told his son, come take him for a walk. And we thought they said, take him to... I said, take him to the walking or something. He said, walk him. And these fools out walking they in broad daylight. They walking out, you know, dreaming. And he started asking questions. Then they say, okay, uh, you got a camera? He said, yeah. They take a picture of each other. I mean, of, of the two of them. Yeah. He takes a picture of them. And next thing you know, while they take off driving, next thing you know, this young guy is down at some kind of a, a Black Pep rally. rally yeah, after they left. Yep, yep. Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden, he comes running down through all these black people and stuff that got their fists up power and stuff and then he's running they got the camera on him and I'm wondering what in the hell the party is he gonna play he gets down there after everybody have a smoke gun what was that thing that oh passed? man this was such a tired ass uh, rally <laughs> these they threw they threw a smoke they threw like a tear gas thing right these niggas ran like tear gas just came out that day yeah it was just one it was a crowd of like 80 people they one, all ran one, one, that's all the tip was one just one. Oh man these niggas been business run yeah but this young man, he comes running down the street. He coming right through. Everybody going one way. He going the other way straight towards the police. Black police officer says, I just want to tell you, you know, just go ahead. You know, it, this ain't even about no trouble. Oh, no. He, he's determined. This is the same young black man that was with the uh, Queen and Slim. Right. And um, so and he ends up shooting the guy. The guy said, just go home. You know, it's not even that serious. Just go home. The guy and the young boy just keeps talking tough and everything. And the cop just looks at him. Next thing you know, he pulls out a gun. The cop is like, wait, wait. And he shoots the cop, black cop, for no reason. It And then that's the last we saw him. I just noticed something, mama. What? Do you peep that it was through the, through, through the totality of this movie, almost all the black men were weak? Yeah. Almost all the black men. Because look. The, the, the uncle? Slim. Yeah. He was weak. Yeah. Then you got the man. After, remember, they hit him with the car after they got him the burgers and Where stuff, she, which she was dumb as hell. Well, I don't care what I'm saying, but you can say whatever the hell you want to say. But I'm oh. saying, it's, it's just odd that I'm just peeping and they had this one scene and they hit the guy. He was like, we got to help. We know who you are, blah, blah. But the whole scene, this nigga is talking pro-black. He stayed calling his woman bitches. And he just yes, he he's disrespecting his son in the same breath. He's like, man, you sound like... You oh, crying. when they when he, when he hit yeah. the man. Yeah, he's, he's like, yeah, you crying like one of my bitches. Hey, don't call mama no bitch. I ain't talking about your mama. I got hoes, boy. Yeah. And I'm like, then yeah. after that, when they drop him off at the hospital, power to the people. I just don't understand. All of that was just, it just messed my mind up. Out of all the rallies that I've been to and seen and heard of, this was just something that seemed like it was somebody's wild ass crazy dream. It just, it just, and excuse me, sorry to lord y'all, that's my kids. They know my mom and me upstairs, so y'all gonna probably hear yeah. a lot of that. But it's just, yeah, they had that. So anyway, we gotta finish this up because, you know, Bumpy gotta go. She got other podcast to be on. <laughs> and, um, and I do. Yeah, so, you know, it's supposed to pay her kales, damn it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so anyway, fast forward, I'm, it's a lot of, like, I could literally, we could sit here for like 30 minutes talking yeah. about how. how just, well, we was just, talking about it throughout the whole movie, you know. Both of us just couldn't even believe what we were seeing. It just didn't even, I didn't want to see it no more but i knew we were going to do this uh to talk about it 
Now, the whole time it was playing that we was watching it, we was talking and being disgusted, saying, I, I can't even believe I want to see this. This is not what they presented to me on TV. They this is not the way at I saw a it. Club. Yeah. And yeah, they at the club. Lord they stopped at a nightclub. And it's like, I really get what they were trying to say. What? They were, what trying, they trying, they to were trying to do the whole black love thing that, you know, a man, a black man needs a black woman and all this and that. And it's just, if it would have been more time like i've seen some movies that made me care about stuff and people yeah when yeah they that's what i mean yeah. but nowhere i didn't feel anything until spoiler alert which i mean it shouldn't be a spoiler alert anytime there's anything based on life and a black person kills a cop you're gonna die yeah but anyway they kill him at the end which was so stupid yeah it was. it was just it was just dumb and predictable but anyway that's the only time i felt anything because they popped old girl and i didn't i knew it was coming but i wasn't sure that's the only time i felt anything other than that then the whole thing was funny because they, they, they took him to a helicopter. And this is the whole thing. A plane. Wait, wait, I'm sorry, wait, a plane. They jumped out the window. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I forget <laughs> that. All right, my bad. It's so, so much yeah, little yeah. stupid It's so stuff. much stuff. Like, we could, I could do a whole podcast with my mom <laughs> just about how dumb this movie was. But they went to the place where Flea was at. He's a, he's, he's a white man in a big plantation-esque house. So yeah. he must be something with the law well off to He do. said, you're safe here. Yeah, you're a couple safe minutes here. later, the, the police banging on the door. He said, go upstairs. So even, even the whole time these niggas is on the one, they got a car on 20-inch rims with yeah. some baby blue paint. And I'm just like, okay. So anyway, they get to the people's house. And they say, okay, we're going to help you. The uh, feds or whatever come in. The people got a false floor under their bed. So Queen and Slim is in like in between the floors of the house, waiting for them. But people on the run, they're like, "We've been waiting for three hours. I'm tired of waiting. We got to get out." Yeah. So Queen is like, "We got to jump out the back of the window." So she tells him, "Like, listen, they on the second floor. It got to be like that. It looks like damn near the third floor. Yeah, that look is up. Yeah. But it's one of them old Southern plantation houses. You know, when the window was up high, you throw a rock to get somebody's attention and stuff. But anyway, so." So she's like, we got to get out. He's like, well, I don't know, man. What if you fall? You've got to bend your knees and roll. Bend your knees when you fall. <laughs> so, like, this is, I'm thinking, like, I'm a 36-year-old man. If I had to do that, like, I would have held on to the to the windowsill. Let one hand go. Let two hands go. She sat on that mug and just leaned forward, like, boom. <laughs> fell and cracked her shoulder. <laughs> And it's just, then of course, he had to uh, pop it. He, of course, he could. He popped it back into place. Yeah, of course, because they couldn't go to a hospital. Of course, they couldn't go to a hospital. But it's just then, it's just the movie. It's just, they didn't even ask any questions. And then they got to this point where this one guy, this is the thing that they should have known. My man said, uh, so like, my question, okay, of course, they got set up. Yeah. The thing I didn't like about it was odd to me that if it was written by a black person, why you got to have a black person set him up? If we're writing it, yeah. why don't we just have the white people be all the bad guys? That's what and we see at the end is the, the the black man that's supposed to help them get to the plane. He's sitting back counting all his money, all big thousand envelopes full of two two hundred. I mean, yeah, he got stacks. Yeah, stacks, stacks you know. of money. Just it's you know I don't even know if any of this makes any sense to anybody out here unless you've seen the movie. And if you have, then you already know what we're talking about, and you're probably already laughing. But yeah, we were disappointed. Uh, under, I would say the movie, if I had to give my review, I would say it was predictable, underwhelming. They had a good heart. I, I appreciate what they did and tried to do. I just think it would have been better as a TV show. Yeah. And have it like the running, like, you know, like uh, The Fugitive or something like that. But it's just, it was just a lot of, and I don't know, me and my were real cynical. Like, we were the people in the movie, watching the movie, thinking <laughs> like, these niggas, you know, that, oh, we stopped to get food. We like, dude, you know, I would have cashed out on gas. Yeah. And gas cans. And that's how we would have did that job. I mean, these niggas is driving down the street in the middle of the day. Yeah. 
cruise Dude, yeah. stop oh oh here's the one i hate they stop and pull over right i want to pet a horse then she gives this long story about my uncle says, I know why white men hate black dudes on horses. Why? Because they got to look up at them. <laughs> then right after that, I've never ridden a horse before. You should try it. Okay. Hey, what are you doing on my horse? <laughs> then they run away. And it's like, dog. Is it? And they went to a class. And they went to a club. Yeah. And dance. he said, "I don't drink." The lady gave him because everybody in there already knew who they were, and they thought they didn't know because they she cut her hair and he cut his hair, so they thought they was invisible, I guess. But um, everybody knew who they was. He go up to order a drink for her, and then she said, uh, "What do you want?" He said, "Oh, I don't drink." She gave him two drinks. Next thing you know, she drinking her drink and he drinking his drink. I thought you didn't drink. It you just know. it just was it just seemed like a setup. Ain't nobody tell you like, hey, it's on the house. We know who you yeah. are. Wink. Yeah. Oh, I'm hauling ass. I'm out that mug. But yeah, that I guess we'll just end it at that because it's basically just gonna be us talking about how just underwhelming. And I just felt bad because it wasn't even a, a part that really touched me. Not not nothing. It wasn't nothing that really touched. I like me. when the dude who had the shotgun in their face. That was about the only part that I when, laughed about. When was that? He said, "He's like, what you all scared for? Because you got a gun in my face." Oh, okay. oh you right? Okay, you right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But all of the rest of it just seemed like, you know, I just would have made so many different other moves because the most important thing when you're running from the police, supposedly, is that you get your behind out of town and you try to make sure you got money. They didn't have no debit cards. They didn't have access to money. They, they didn't have anything. The smartest thing Queen said is get rid of your cell phone. Other than that, the nigga thought he was going to go to Cuba. My thing is this. Even if you got the plane, which is funny because once the police stopped them, it's them and the police. They're in the middle of the police and the plane. The hell of you know, the plane is spinning. It's one of the spinning, you know, the, the front propeller yeah, thing. The propeller. And it's spinning. And it's funny because if you pay attention in between all the fighting with the police and stuff, someone apparently sneaks up behind <laughs> them and turns the helicopter off. Yeah, they did. I don't know. that Maybe they just had enough gas for that all that moment. But, yeah, it's just. Yeah. It was just, it just seemed like it was a very cheap movie because that's why they spent most of their money on the scenes. Yeah, most of it was on the shots of them driving, which yeah. was my favorite part of the movie. You can make a supercut of that, I would watch that. Yeah, yeah. That helped put you to sleep with the nice sceneries and stuff of the, you know, the different uh, trees and the lakes and all that stuff. That was nice. But other than that, the acting, I can't even say what the acting was because the movie was just horribly written. I'm, I feel sorry for her. Well, I mean, I guess they did what they had to do. And I mean, more yeah, power they, to them for the Yeah, stuff. but it wasn't like nobody had a gun to her head. She could have took a little bit more time to kind of think that stuff out. I guess that's because what Because most black folks don't be thinking that stupid stuff. If mm -hmm. only Tyler Perry would have put it out. Yeah, if only. We would have had a better version. But, you know, but that's, we're going to just leave it at that. I mean, if y'all like Queen Slim, that's y'all as far as me and my mother. Yeah. We were, right. not, we were not entertained nor impressed. Not at all. Not at all. Didn't so, move me. Not at all. So we're going to leave it at that. And I'm going to get up out of here and let okay, my mama yeah. leave. Holla at y'all. Be back in a minute. Peace. Peace out. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. As always, remember to like and subscribe podcast called fresh on your favorite podcasting pop blah, blah, blah. on your favorite podcasting platform or anywhere podcast are casted check me out we have the facebook a podcast called fresh uh i got the twitter a podcast called fresh instagram a podcast called fresh and also we have the episodes and the videos on youtube at yes that's right a podcast called fresh as always on all of those if you have the time or you love us enough Please like and subscribe. Tell a friend. 
Tell another friend that this them again. Yes, I stole that from Kale. What the fuck are you going to do about it? Thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for rocking with me. I'm trying this new format. I hope you guys really appreciate it. And I hope you know some more feedback. As always, if you want to email the kid, a podcast. No, a podcast called fresh at gmail.com. Or you can hit me up, like I said, on the Facebook, Instagram, all that. I really have just not really been on the Instagrams and the Twitters and all that. I've just been really bummed out. I don't really feel like just getting into it. I post shit every now and then. But, yeah. So, always remember, man. No matter how bad it gets or how you feel, just because you exist here does not mean you have to stay here. Get you a comment anime myself i'm a little bit bummed out slightly depressed almost you know what i'm saying i've been playing um civilization civilization six i've been playing pokemon shield civilization six is cool because i get to try to take over the world as mansa fucking musa and shaka zulu and uh as the queen of nubia which is awesome it takes a long time roll up drink you something you'll kill like three hours and just for me that shit helps me even with pokemon because i don't have to think you know Reading a good comic. We got some good reviews coming up. Um, Bitter Root, maybe? You know it. But, yeah. So, as I was saying, remember, you can only, you have, you, can, you have to physically be here, but you don't have to mentally be here. Read a comic, read a book, a manga, an anime, watch a movie, anything. Don't let it get to you. You know what I'm saying? This is, again, your boy, Miles Amadeus. Rawer, a.k.a. All Black, a.k.a. Deku's Daddy. Thank you all for listening. Blurred up. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and comment. This has been a Hyphen Podcast Network production. They're the bestest. I'm getting paid an exposure. Boo-bye.